It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good, it's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams, Friday, Hype Edition, Serena Morales, Bear Motter, energy's up, you know the deal, come on now. We got an awesome show for you guys today. As I mentioned, Serena's joining us. We had some great conversations about a lot of things going on this week. Not only the game, backup quarterback, how they're going to approach that, but some really cool behind the scenes with the My Cleats, My Cause stuff, a kind of preview of an interview she has coming up with Ethan Westbrook and more. Also, Serena's going to be outside the Coliseum for three hours doing some interviews with some Rams alum, taking pictures, hanging out. There's going to be a bunch of entertainment out there. There's going to be drinks three hours before the game. Then she's going to head in and do some coverage. So if you guys are at or around the Coliseum, go say hi. Go say hi. Listen to you on Lockdown Rams. You're the best. You know the deal. We spread love here on this show. So if you're going to the game, have a couple drinks at the tailgate, and then wander on over. There's plenty of Instagram opportunities over there. And why not? Go say hi to Serena. What gets better than that? So, guys, don't forget to go give everyone a follow, including Serena. It's at Serena on Twitter, at Morales Morales on Instagram. You may see yourself uh, if you go down there to the Coliseum, as well as Lockdown Rams, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group. You guys are awesome contributing with questions and opinions and memes and all that stuff. As well as LA underscore Rambling Bear, which is my personal Twitter, and LockdownRams at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, shoot a message. We got opportunity for some advertisers on the show. And while we're talking about that, guys, stay tuned. Your chance to win season tickets to the 2019 Rams is coming up later in the show. We'll tell you more about that in a little bit later. But hey, it's Friday. You hear me every day, every week. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's get to my conversation with Serena Morales. I'll be back on Monday. Hopefully another Victory Monday because I miss those so, so much. We'll be back with James Kroger talking all the things that happened. Instant reaction to the game after the Sunday night game here at the Coliseum. But you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. This is the Hype Edition, Friday Edition. You know the drill. I drink a big coffee. I call Serena. We get it going. So Serena Morales, LA Rams team reporter, is joining us. How are you doing, Serena? I am fantastic. I might sound like I smoked a pack of cigarettes because I've been sick for a week. <laughs> but other than that, just just rocking and rolling, ready for the game on Sunday. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Hopefully, hopefully not a pack of cigarettes, but uh, and yeah, hopefully, I think I'd die if I yeah. had one. <laughs> and, and hopefully you feel better soon. And nothing's gonna make us feel better soon than 
a big Rams win this Sunday. Obviously, coming off of last Sunday, pretty disappointing. I just wanted to recap it really quick with you and just kind of your general thoughts on, I mean, it was pretty much a deflating game, but your thoughts on that game and how we can kind of turn around quickly this week. You know, I feel like, yeah, fans might feel deflated, but honestly, I'm okay. Like, I um, I, I am okay. I don't know what the team. No, I think everything is fine. Like, what, we are 11 and 2. What is the stress? I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to right. be perfect and hit these expectations. But, again, if we got a touchdown in that game, no one would be talking about anything. Like, we when we held them to one touchdown ourselves, and that was a trick play. They were, like, full, four O-lines. Uh, four D line out there on the field and two weeks in a row, we've let an O lineman make a touchdown on us. Like those are trick plays. Those are not usual, you know, people throwing the ball, catch it in the end zone. Like our, our secondary has been sound. Um, our defense overall has been great. And that's what we've been, you know, either whatever's not perfect, we're going to find the thing that to critique. Right. So for me, I think that the loss against the bears, you know, it, it was tough, obviously, but again, we're 11 and two. We're going back home. We're here back in LA um, and things are not going to be perfect. And I think that's what's great. I think this is good that we're, that we get this loss because obviously things are perfect. We don't see the things that we can improve upon. And, you know, I actually asked Sean McVay on Monday coming off of that loss, you know, who, who do you talk to? Who, who are you speaking to? Because again, I think we, we have this high expectation of Sean McVay being this perfect coach and, you know, such a savant when it comes to offense. And, you know, we forget that he is a human being and right. he was just like, yeah, I talked to my dad and I'm like, yeah, man, when I have bad days, I talk to my parents too. Right. Like, so let's reevaluate the, the, you know, the expectations we have that we are human. We're allowed to make mistakes. And, uh, and just because, you know, someone actually sent me this really nice quote the other day, just because if you have a crack in it, doesn't mean that you've fallen apart. It actually means that you've, you know, passed the test that you're, you're, you're holding on strong, right? Like, nice. so I really do think that, yeah, we, we had a couple cracks, but look, we're still whole. Uh, our team is healthy. I think our mentality is strong and we're going into this game on Sunday to play the super, defending Super Bowl champion, you know, at home in the Coliseum and, and we're ready. This this team looks good. I just came from watching them out there on practice and a lot of energy. I, I'm, I'm feeling good about this. This should be no reason for them to be like, oh, they came off of a loss. It should be the other way. Like, yeah, man, we came off that loss and we're feeling good. Yeah, well, that's a great answer. And I love hearing Sean McVay kind of reaching out to his dad. He's got a great family around him. You always hear that. I mean, he's a good big NFL family as well. And, and you're right. It's funny. We've kind of put him up on this pedestal. Like some people probably think he just goes into his house and he's got a big mural of himself. And he does this like Zen master, like talking to the wall, like, what should we do, McVay? And no, he's a human being and he <laughs> calls his family. And that's what we, a lot of us would do. So uh, pretty cool story there. And um you know, question, this is a side question, but, you know, are we calling up Sugarfish and saying, hey, what did we get wrong with the order this week or, or what's going on there? <laughs> I know, pretty much. Uh, I, I Maybe it's because I've been getting it delivered because um, I haven't been able to uh, – the games are all off. So I think 1 o'clock games work in the sweet spot for me. <laughs> it's really the schedule. Like, I won't blame Sugarfish because they're perfect. Um, so. <laughs> Won't get won't get them on that, but uh, yeah, it's I think it's more just the circumstance, and I'm actually again to me, I know this sounds backwards, but I'm I'm okay. Like I'm actually happy yeah. that we got we've gotten some losses because no one wants to go 
into a, a perfect season and then, you know, lose in like the playoffs because we needed to learn some things. Like now we've learned some things and we're heading into the final stretch. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, build from losses. You get to the playoffs and you face, I mean, we face diversity throughout the season in game, but mm-hmm. to face it, you know, at for a whole week, you know, sit on a loss and be waiting to get back out there. I think it builds character and they've been talking about that adversity. So now they get to live through it and go prove that, you know, it's not just talk. So I'm with you. I mean, two losses on the season, you do start to get a little greedy. So uh, I still feel real good where we're at. And we've got a chance with three games remaining to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So uh, nothing really big to complain about here. What we're going to do is we're off to a hot start. We're going to take a break. We're going to get some words from our advertisers. We'll be right back. Serena Morales, Bear Motter, Locked On Friday after this. All right, Rams Nation, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I'm super excited about this one. We've never had anything like this on the podcast. So if you're spacing out somewhere, check back in right now because I'm talking about season tickets to the 2019 Rams season. You know who's going to do that for you? That's Dave Robles. He is my man. I talked to him the other day. He's been a top producing realtor in L.A. for over 20 years. Dave's from Los Angeles, so he knows the city in and out. He's a really strong negotiator, and believe me, he negotiated this deal pretty well. So he understands how to get you a good deal on a home or top dollar on your current home if you're selling. Believe me, check this out. He had a story the other day that he was telling me about a home that was going for $799,000. could not get it sold. They handed it over to Dave. Guess what he does? He goes out and gets eight hundred and fifty. Literally put $50,000 more into the client's pocket. If that's not exciting, I don't know what is. Maybe 2019 Ram season tickets. He'll get you that too. If you have any questions or want to know more about buying or selling a house, you got to call my man, Dave. He's got excellent Yelp reviews and Zillow reviews. Super awesome guy. Easy to talk to. And believe me, he's going to take care of you. Check out his website, daverobles.com, D-A-V-E-R-O-B-L-E-S.com. Or just call him, 213-712-4343. Tell him Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams sent you. And guess what? That's right. 2019 Ram season tickets are yours. And if you're selling your house and you're going to move, can't take the season tickets, he'll give you equal value or a discount. Make sure you get something. He's Believe me, he'll take care of you. So again, daverobles.com, D-A-V-E-R-O-B-L-E-S.com or call him at 213-712-4343. There's season tickets with your name out there. If you're buying or selling a house, give my man Dave a call. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All 
All right, Rams Nation, we are back. We've got Serena Morales with us. Make sure, go, make sure to go give her a follow on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, it's at Serena. Pretty simple. On Instagram, it's at Morales Morales. I like it. Keep it nice and simple for us folks. We can find you nice and easy. So go give her a follow. Uh, this coming game, it's going to be a home game, so Serena's going to be out there on the field do, going live with the Rams account as well and doing a bunch of awesome coverage, so make sure to check that out. And as we talk about this game this Sunday – there's a pretty good chance. I know the Eagles have been kind of holding it close to their vest here, but no Carson Wentz, it sounds like. He's got a couple back vertebrae that are messed up, and I don't think that they're going to throw him out there with a long-term injury risk. Wade and McVay talked today at the press conference, and, of course, the very typical answer of, you know, we're still getting ready, and, you know, their backup was a MVP of the Super Bowl, and, you know, nothing changes for us. But when you first heard that, what were your thoughts on the reactions to that and what this means for Sunday? Yeah, you know, and it, I, I'm more fascinated at, like, how players watch film and, and if there's um, certain rhythms or things that they, you know, obviously quarterbacks, you know, have certain means that, you know, that are weaknesses or strengths that they do. So, obviously, if you don't have Carson Wentz and you have Nick Foles out there, there's going to be a difference. I actually spoke to Nikhil Roby Coleman the other day, and he was just like, yeah, I got I to gotta prep for two quarterbacks now. Right. Um, and he watches film on both of them. So, I, I do think that, obviously, the the – the preparation is going to be the same. I mean, Wade Phillips actually said there's not too much difference when it comes to the, both of them. They're going to, you know, they're going to do what they do. The running backs are averaging 60 yards a carry. So they're still going to use those guys. Um, the, the Eagles have great pass protection. Um, so it's really just, you know, getting, getting it together. I, I, they're probably going to be watching two quarterbacks. And I think, you know, it'll be more of a game decision on how things how they adjust but we've seen this before too um the defense you know our defense often you know makes those adjustments and does it really well in the second half of the game and that's obviously wade phillips and all the coaches on the defense who are you know watching what the offense is giving them and then makes adjustments at halftime and we go out there and we we shut it down usually so I, it'll it'll probably more of be more of that but i think we just need on offense we haven't seen in the past two weeks getting into a rhythm getting those points on the board early because then that puts the pressure on our opponents, which we've seen very early on in the season. So, and Jared knows that. I think, you know, Jared Goff has, you know, doesn't really affect each play uh, or doesn't let each play affect him long-term. So, um, yeah, whether it's it's Nick Foles or, or Carson Wentz looking more like Nick Foles, it's not like Nick Foles was not the MVP of the Super Bowl right. last year. You can't really sleep on that guy too much. Uh, so I think really um, knowing that they're facing a good team, whatever the record shows, um, they are the Super Bowl champions from last season, so I think they've just got to be prepared. But I do think, yeah, they gotta they got to watch film on a couple quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy when you think about it. You know, you've been kind of getting ready for one guy, and since the Eagles really haven't announced it, obviously you don't want to just switch completely. So now, you, now you're watching double film from – you know, Nick's couple games, he played a couple games at the beginning of the season. And, yeah, I can't imagine. It's kind of like extra homework, you know. The teacher comes in and goes, listen, all right, I told you there's a quiz on Friday. Well, it's now a <laughs> test, and it's a double down. So uh, those, those <laughs> right. guys are obviously uh, getting paid for it, and they enjoy football. So hopefully it's something they take in with passion. I know they do. And you mentioned NRC. So great to see him. He's playing so well. He had the best game yeah. of his Ram career by pro football At focus that standards. Yeah, and the interception. He had a couple – 
pass deflects, only allowed one catch in coverage. He was really good. So, again, kind of seeing everyone kind of going up since Tlaib has come back has been really fun. And as we talk about this game on Sunday, i kind of been following along with the Rams, and they've been doing – the NFL really has been doing it. The Mike Leets My Cause, and they're going to be premiering some of their shoes, I believe, this Sunday. Can you talk to me a little bit about that as well? Yeah, so my, uh, my cause, my cleats, um, it's kind of cool just because I think, you know, especially in football, we don't get to see the person under the helmet, under the pads. They're kind of hidden under there. You're watching them from afar. There's a gajillion people on the field. Right. And you're all just like, where's my guy? Where's my guy, right? So I think it's uh, cool that um, the NFL has, has this um, for players to wear, I, I said it, wear your heart on your cleats because um, you're, these are yeah. causes that are important to them. Um, big brothers, big sisters is something like Roger Saffold. He was a big brother growing up, and so that's something that's really close to him. Ethan Westbrook um, has cleats for um, Watts Bears, and um, he's very close to that uh, organization. So it's just really great that you know they get to have some personality um, and wear their cleats, but also bringing awareness to things that are important to them. And I know that you know on Tuesdays when you know we ex- we assume that these players have off. They don't. They're out in the community and they're they're going to meet with kids and they're going to hospitals and they're, you know, showing their face because I I really do think that the Rams do a great job at making sure that we are present in the community, that the kids that are growing up in this community feel uh, affected, feel that they've been touched by these players and guys in the organization. So the fact that they're going to be wearing some really cool cleats on the field um, this Sunday will be really exciting. So, yeah, see some some cool kicks. Um, Kickstradamus is one of the designers for 12 of the players, and uh, I got to speak to him. And um, it's actually interesting. The guy who designed 12 of the players' cleats, he's colorblind. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and it's kind of fascinating. Um, he's kind of worked through his own adversity to, to design cleats for people who have gone through their own adversity. So it's just one big adversity circle. <laughs> <laughs> Making cleats for people who experience these things and promoting it. But, um, yeah, Kickstradamus guy I talked to and um Kikasso is another one of the guys who has done a lot of work on um these guys' kicks this year so just cool you're gonna see a lot of splashes some nice pink some uh some blue hues lots of color on the field this, right. uh, this coming Sunday Look at that. and it's it'll like... be under the lights too so it'll be like nice and popping you know yeah under lights prime time and you just kind of drop some really cool like old school crayon colors you know you get the 64 pack <laughs> and you start getting deep the into the color pack code of crayons. yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. those guys are and I think Aaron Donald does he have some pink on his cleats is he one of those guys with pink Oh, yeah, he's got he's got pink. Yeah, nice and who's going to who's going to oh. tell that guy pink looks dumb on him, right? I hope they do actually. It no. might be trouble for them. Yeah, so. cuz then he'll get another sack. <laughs> when he when you see Aaron Donald sacking everybody, just look at the bottom of his cleats cuz they're really cool. So, you'll get you'll get a nice photo of that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Can't wait to see those guys out there. Uh, great stuff with that. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside, take another break. We'll be right back. Serena Morales Hype Edition Friday right after this. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fancy Football with your Locked On Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. 
As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. We are back, third and final segment, Bear Modder, Serena Morales. We do it every Friday. We get you hype and ready for the game. This one's no other. It's prime time, back-to-back weeks, and really a chance for the Rams to kind of step back in the spotlight and let everyone know, hey, we only have two losses. You just happen to see one of them on prime time, okay? We're going to turn it around and hopefully get back to the things that we do so well. With saying that, Todd Gurley, I think all, all of us agree, needs to get the ball more. You expect that Sean McVay will go to him early and often, or what, what kind of is your feel about the game plan with getting him involved? Honestly, I mean, we might see a Gurley show for sure because I, I love tweeting any girl pun that I possibly can um, <laughs> on my Twitter account. That being said, um, one of the things that I just watching film this week on the Eagles, the Eagles secondary, um, they've had a lot of injuries. And because of that, they against last week, they had 465 passing yards allowed against their last game. And so to, if, if I was writing a game plan, maybe I have more uh, wideouts out there. So, I mean, I think it's more taking advantage of whatever they're giving you, right? Like, obviously, fans are going to go and be like, Gurley didn't have the ball enough, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, Gurley gets the ball a ton. And he shows up when he needs to be, um, you know, the offense didn't do what they, you know, we needed a touchdown. And, and obviously, things those things are not easy. And that's why touchdowns count for so many points when you're playing fantasy football. Right. So, yeah. um, but I do think, I actually think that the defense, we need just to maximize on our takeaways. Um, I think the defense did a great job with three interceptions last week against the Bears. Um, all we needed to do was get those things into the end zone and get some points of our own there. And I, I think that, honestly, if you look at, at the, the secondary that's been beaten up a bit um, on the Eagles, um, while we may expect Gurley to have a big game, I wouldn't be surprised if Jared is doing what he's doing, throwing the ball all over the place. And honestly, the biggest thing for us is to have a sound O-line and being sound up front too because um, Fletcher Cox is probably one of the best interior uh, defenders in football, and he's going to be going after Jared. And so we need our O-line to protect Jared. So then cause and effect, Jared throws those deep passes downfield, takes advantage <laughs> of secondary, and then we see touchdowns. So it's a lot of – to me, I would say this is going to be an in-the-air game, but I am no professional coach. I am a human that watches film, and I am flawed. So, <laughs> but if, if, if they give the ball to Gurley, I'm sure that'll be just fine, too. I love it. As you're kind of describing that, I was just seeing you up on the chalkboard just kind of like circling stuff, and if we block them up front and throw it deep, I, I think we got to get you in front of the team with the chalkboard. I think you'll do just fine. Um, I'm all about that. <laughs> um, actually, you know, and one weird thing that, you know, I do notice, like the, the Eagles, their D-line, they, they, you'll notice if you just watch film at all, you're watching this game more um, specifically, they have a two guys on the end, like their D-line, they spread them out. And that's actually to make Fletcher Cox be in a one-on-one matchup. And because Fletcher Cox is so good, a one-on-one matchup means I'm getting to Jared Goff quicker. So if you're, you'll notice in the game, what they do is very unique with their front. 
they're going to have their uh, their two D, the, the tackles at the end, like um, wide nines. Basically, they're going to have them on the end, and it, it, you'll watch this if you if you want to be technical about things. Um, that's how they're you know that's how they've been running their defense. So again, it's really about us being really sound and protecting Jared. But because of that setup, we might see Gurley run the ball. So I am I am no person with a track board. But, um, <laughs> that's what I'm seeing out there. Well, I love it. You got us going over here at Lockdown Rams, and we're loving it. And just to kind of add on to that, when you were talking about their pass defense is I kind of saw a tweet that went out earlier and says they allow the most yards to outside receivers in the NFL uh, to go with that. Brandon Cooks lines up on the wide side, 79% of his snaps. So he's in a really good spot this week to have a big mm-hmm. game. So a if you're looking, yeah, so if you're in those fi- uh, fantasy football championships, get excited if you got Brandon Cooks because this could be a matchup. And same with Todd Gurley because if they're spreading out that D-line and inviting us to run, hopefully it's just everyone's going off and, and, and really kind of having a good game. So uh, it will definitely be fun to watch. Um, I know you kind of mentioned that you had a, a, a good chat with Ethan Westbrook, one of our defense players uh, that's going to be coming out later. Anything special you want to share about Ethan? Oh, Ethan, what a blessing of a human to the world. Um, yeah, I, I sat down with Ethan. It was supposed to be a 10-minute conversation that turned into 45 minutes. Wow. <laughs> um, if you've ever talked to Ethan, you will end up in a 45-minute conversation, too. He's just got so much to say, so much knowledge, um, and he's got the most beautiful grills in the universe. And <laughs> just bring out a beautiful smile that you'll probably see him wearing. It'll be like his grills and then his cleats, and both will be just balling out. Um, but, yeah, so Ethan is uh, – I had a conversation with him um, just to get to, to know him a little bit. And, and I think what is so special about Ethan is that he is the, the glue um, to this locker. And I think I've mentioned that before, but, you know, I even, if you saw, I did a one-on-one with Aaron Donald and I asked Aaron about his relationship with Ethan. And it's just like such a mutual respect because they came into the league together. Um, and while, you know, Aaron Donald has obviously, uh, is going into the hall of fame already right Right, um one thing that that ethan has highlighted about aaron is that um you know when when ethan was going through a lot of stuff um you know he's he's he has five kids i believe and and he was just like at one point you know when my son was out here i was going through custody stuff with him ad aaron donald was less like bring him through man you can drop him off at the house and he's just like aaron donald is such a stand-up guy so just i mean our players are such a caliber that's completely underrated like we have the best guys um working with us so i think aaron donald's just so great and i think talking to ethan you just highlight that kind of stuff that we don't really get to talk about all that much um i also think that uh some of the other funny quotes i'm gonna post this interview on um this week so you'll see it but just like random things that i talked to ethan about his his favorite music why he loves to work in the community and he again he works with uh watts bears and he goes i feel like the hardest thing today is to be happy and children are little happy batteries so if you're having, right. having a bad day go visit a children's hospital um just yeah ethan overall is having you know you know, a great season and you'll see him number 95 wearing his grills. He's always smiling. He's got tattoos everywhere, even on his face, but um, he loves this game. And, and especially for me, I'm, I have the privilege to get to see these guys every day and um, seeing Ethan is, is I think he's one of these underrated guys that keeps this team sort of together. So maybe you don't see him out there on plays, making these very splashy plays. But when you read this interview that I've done with Ethan, you're just like, oh, this is this is the glue here that's kind of keeping everyone together. He's so special to this team. 
Well, I love that, and we're excited to see that because you've mentioned them a handful of times throughout stories when we've asked about the locker room and the chemistry, and even your interview you mentioned with Aaron Donald, learning that they came into the league together was probably you know kind of new information for some people. And, and if you look, if you just try to find them in highlights and different things throughout the game as cameras are floating around, you're right. He's always got a big smile on his face. He always seems to be laughing and like slapping <laughs> someone on the helmet or kind of joking around and keeping it light. So a very important part, and that's what's great about this roster as you look from top to bottom everyone has their role and Ethan's out there playing and making plays as well but as far as locker room guys and keeping energy up and being able to lean on you know Aaron Donald through tough times and those things really build a team for you know long runs in the playoffs so uh, excited guys make sure to check that out because I'm sure it's going to be a great piece obviously we got a little insight preview so we're excited about that Uh, What we're going to do, kind of moving this along, we'll do a quick over-under as usual. Um, And, you know, of course, I try to keep it tough on you. So we'll start with Todd Gurley. (laughs) And we're going to scratch the yards because we haven't been very good at guessing (laughs) yards lately. So let's go. We're totally off. Yeah, let's flip (laughs) the script here. And this kind of goes back to the original question in this segment. But over-under 25 overall touches for Todd Gurley. So touches, handoffs, or passes. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say under because I think we might see him, um, again, have less yards. And I know this goes back to yards, but I think think we're going to use him when we really need to score. But I think you're going to see a lot more um, offense in the air just based on the secondary, based on the wideouts that we have available. Um, You you mentioned Brandon Cooks, right? Like, um, I think that... I think when we need him, well, it'll be smart, but I'm going to go under. Okay. I'm just going to go crazy. I'm going to say something crazy. I'm going to go under. All right. That's why we bring you on here for the crazy Friday <laughs> hypeness, right? So I'm going to, I'm just going to go opposite of you because I'm just begging for Todd Gurley. I would love him to have 35 touches. I'm just selfish. I'm, awesome. I'm, playing him in fantasy, I'm playing him in fantasy football this week and I still want him to have 35 touches, but um, so we'll see. That could be interesting to see how you're right. Um, so the next one kind of plays into to what you're saying. So I could almost have an early guess what you're going to say here, but <laughs> over under, and we, we skipped yards on Todd Gurley and we're going to go back to this for Jared Goff. We did interceptions and touchdowns with him before. So we'll do yards. So I, I bumped it up because his last two outings, he's had 180 yards and 207 yards. So will he bounce back over under 300 yards? Over, 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 over. Nice. <laughs> Which I figured you knew, but yeah. <laughs> you're going to assume that. Yeah, I think he. I think he's gonna have a good game. I think he's ready, and I think that we all just know what we need to do. And I think the defense is gonna hype the offense, and and the offense is gonna go. All right, I love it. I, you know, I gotta make that tougher next time. I need. I need to hear the hmm. <laughs> Every time I get the hmm, I know I've I've kind of got you you're a little like, bit. Ha. Yeah. You're like 500 yards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <in> <laughs> over under 500. Uh, okay, over 300. I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go crazy offense. I want 25 touches to Todd Gurley. I want 300 yards yeah, to Jared like, wow. I'm like on the turn up. I told you, I got a big coffee today, so I'm like ready to just crank this thing up. I was like two extra this shots in there. This is the high with Bear, not the high <laughs> position with Serena. <laughs> yeah, well, this is just every day with Bear. I mean, give me coffee and I'm bouncing off walls, but – um, okay, so we'll, we'll keep this moving, and this goes to the defense. We did, we've done sacks a lot lately, so uh, we saw three turnovers in the last game, which was exciting. Uh, the Eagles back up quarterback, but may try to go on the ground game. So let's go turnovers for the defense that we will get, right? So over, yeah. under, two turnovers. Yeah, I'm going to say over. Um, we had three 
last week. Um, and I think, again, I, 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 whoever the quarterback is, we are not, we don't have a confirmation on that yet, but I think um, it's not like, like Mikel's like, I have to watch two. I have to watch film on both quarterbacks. Right. That's what you want to hear. And I, I know that those guys are doing that and they're working really hard. And um, so I'm going to say over, over two. All right. I'm with you. I think they are starting to heat up on the defensive side. So over two, I'm good with that. I think uh, three is just going to be a nice place that we can just live for a long time is three. So, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So we'll finish it as we always do. My bookie, big sponsor of the show, and we kind of do the spread here. It started a couple days ago before Carson was really announced to be hurt at about an eight-point spread. It bumped up to 10 yesterday, 10 and a half when I was talking to Vinny. And in just one day, it is now at 12. The Rams are favored wow. by 12 points at home. Uh, to a backup quarterback is what we're all assuming. But thoughts on that? Do they cover the 12-point spread at home? I mean, I always think they cover. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, they cover. Um, but but more, um, I, I think it, it has nothing to do maybe with, with Nick, if Nick Bowles or, or Carson Wentz is the quarterback. Because, again, I and I, I remind people this, I'm like, Nick Bowles was the Super Bowl MVP yeah. last year. So it's not like they're throwing in like, oh, this guy, you know, Chase Daniel's going to play, right? Like it's not yeah. um, who had you had a good game too. So it's not like these quarterbacks who are coming in and filling in aren't doing a good job. But um, I just think that they're prepared. And I think coming off of a loss has been a great learning experience. It's humbling. These things are necessary. But, you know, it's how you react to adversity. And this team has been to me, uh, the most resilient team in the NFL with the stuff that they've had to deal with off the field and on the field. And so I I think that we cover, but I think it's less to do about whoever the quarterback is on the other team, whether they were playing the Saints or they're playing the Eagles or they're playing the Chiefs like this. They just know when they need to step up. And I think this is a game where everyone's on the same page there. That might be your best answer ever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter who's on the other side. We will win and cover. I love it. I love the confidence. I love the aura that is around uh, you and this team right now. Just line them up. We don't care who it is. And you know what? Usually I'm the really optimistic one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh, that they don't cover because I do think that there's good that you know the Eagles are fighting for their lives. They're gonna keep it close. I think the Rams. I re- originally said uh, they were gonna cover when we talked this a couple days ago, and it was like nine and a half because I was like I felt good under ten. I think we're gonna win. My prediction is 34-24. So I think that's about okay. where we sit. So. 12 is just like, I talked with Vinny about this. I'm like, these Vegas guys know how to get you, know how to get you to feel like confident and then take all your money. So um, I'm going to go under 12 as far as the spread goes. But the Rams with a big win, I think, bouncing back and kind of showing the nation, you know, what type of team we are. And more than six points, that would be great. So um, I mean, Bear, I, I feel like this whole, you can, if you win the money, you can use it towards your doctor's bill because these games have been so close when we win that I would love to have a big, nice, like comfortable lead because when I watch these games, I'm like, oh, my okay, heart, we got the win. My heart, I know, I'm feeling so you, if man. You win, if you win some money, put it towards your doctor's Put it towards bill. my pacemaker. Get some need- fish oil. <laughs> Oh, quick thing, Bear. Um, If you guys want to come and check me out, I will be hosting Fan Fest on Sunday before the game outside the Coliseum. Um, It's the side that has the torch on it. Um, I don't know which uh, that's north or south or east or west, but that side, uh, Fan Fest, the Rams hosted Fan Fest 
I'll be hosting three hours. It starts at 1.30 and we'll go till 4.30 and then we can all head into the Coliseum together and then I'll be working the game as well. So if you guys want to come by, um, we've got some uh, special um, Rams alum that will swing through and I'll get to interview them and we're going to give away some prizes and there'll be drinks and food and happiness. So, and I'll be there for three hours. So come say hi, take some photos, come chill out. It'll be a good day. Three hours with Serena Morales and some alum prizes and <laughs> drinks. What are you guys doing if you're down at the Coliseum? Right. you got to go check it out. Forget the tailgate. Take have a drink and out, walk yeah. over. That's a really cool area outside of that, the flame side of, of the stadium. They do a lot of awesome things out there. And, and plenty of picture ops. All you Instagram people, plenty of opportunity for some really good pictures out there. So go join Serena. And uh, Serena, sh- send some pictures to us. We'll post it up on, on Lockdown Ramp. So uh, have, awesome. have fun out at the stadium. And we'll talk to you next week. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.